Scripture this morning comes from Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And they went, and they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go. Your faith has made you well. That is God's word for us this day. Well, the story that Luke's Luke tells about this uh, healing that Jesus does is uh, certainly a healing story, but it, it's, it's much more than that. First of all, we need to be reminded that Jesus is on his journey to Jerusalem. He's already announced that a couple chapters earlier. Jesus, it says in the Gospel of Luke, set his face toward Jerusalem. So they're on the road. Jesus is on the road with his disciples. And as they are approaching, getting closer to Jerusalem, he has this encounter. Now, one of the things that uh, we lose in the NRSV translation, New Revised Standard Version, that the New International Version uh, captures really well. When Jesus sees these lepers from afar, the NIV says that he sees men with leprosy. And in other parts of the Gospel of Luke, The Revised Standard picks up on that same thing. So in the fifth chapter of Luke, Jesus doesn't see a paralyzed man, somebody who's a paralytic. He sees a man who's paralyzed. In the eighth chapter, when Jesus, we have the story about Jesus healing the man who is possessed by demons. It doesn't say, Jesus sees this demoniac. The gospel says Jesus sees a man who has demons. See, how we describe somebody says a great deal about how we see them. Simple examples. 
If somebody has attention deficit disorder, we don't describe them as ADD. ADD is a condition a person has, not who the person is. If someone's unemployed, and we look at them, we see them, we might think, before we say, well, that's an un- unemployed. That, that guy doesn't have a job. That woman doesn't have a job. They're unemployed. Or that's a person who's out of work. How we describe somebody, how we see them, says a great deal about what our perspective is, what our vision is. See, these men cry out, not the traditional cry that lepers, men with leprosy, women with leprosy were supposed to make. They were supposed to cry out, unclean. Give everybody a warning. Don't want to come anywhere near this. Don't want to have anything to do with this. But from a distance, they cry out, Jesus, have mercy on us. So they fulfill the law in that regard. We're not told until later in the story that one of these folks was a Samaritan. He was an outcast among outcasts. They cry out. And what the gospel says to us, the gospel of Luke, is that Jesus saw them. He didn't see lepers. He saw people. And in seeing people, not the disease, not labeling them, but in seeing people, he was able to see need. And when he saw that need, he didn't stop there. Then Jesus, against everything that every culture at that time would tell you to do, when you saw a leper, Jesus, against every instruction that existed at that time, seeing their need, seeing them as people, approaches them, comes near to them. Jesus acts. You see, all around us, we can, we can see. But the question you need to ask is do you see when you're looking at others, do you see them as people? Do you see them as as folks that may have needs? Do you see them as people who may have been put there to help you? And in seeing that, then do you act? You know, one of the most difficult things, I think, for many people to do 
is to see somebody that God has put in their life to be helpful and because of uh, whatever reason, maybe embarrassment, maybe pride, maybe a sense of, I can do this myself, I don't need any help. You don't see the person that God has put in your life that's there to help. By the same token, if we're not looking at people, if we've already categorized folks, they're homeless, they're migrants, they're unemployed, whatever it may be, if we've already categorized them, we're not seeing them. We're not seeing people. We're seeing the categories that we've created. And then that excuses us, or we think it excuses us anyway, from looking further and seeing what the need might be. And seeing if we might be somebody that can help. That we might be a blessing. Jesus sees. And then Jesus acts. And he instructs these folks to go to the priest. That's following, that's keeping the Levitical law. You're going to be clean, but you need to be certified. Checked off by the priest. They need to certify that you're okay. You're clean, and then you can go back in a week or two. You can go back and be part of the community again. So... He does that. And all ten of them go. But one of them, Samaritan, outcast among outcasts, when he looks, when he sees, they all saw that they were healed, they were all healed. When he sees that he was healed, he sees it perhaps, certainly, in a different way. He sees it as a gift. He sees it as God working in his life. He doesn't respond with, man, this is my lucky day. And then goes out and celebrates. No. He returns. He acts. He sees what has happened. God's done something in my life that's amazing. God's done something in your life. Maybe it's simple, but God's done it. And then he acts. And he goes to Jesus. And his action is to express gratitude, to give thanks. He returns to praise God. Gratitude, thanksgiving, may be the purest measure of one's character and spiritual condition. The absence of the ability to be grateful, to say thank you, might reveal an attitude 
that says, I deserve more than I ever get. If something good happens to you, it may be, boy, this is my lucky day. Or it may be, man, it's about time I caught a break. About time something good happened to me. But in either instance, even if we see our good fortune in whatever way that may appear to us, we haven't seen God doing something special in our life. Looking for God's fingerprints. Handprints, touch on our shoulders. See, if it's, uh, man, it's about time I caught a break. Yeah, I don't need to say thank you because you feel like you deserve more. You deserve better to begin with. If it's, man, my lucky day, you don't need to really say thank you to anybody because you're just lucky. But if you see, like the man with leprosy who was healed, the one who returned, if you see what God is doing in your life, God's presence in your life, then that should be the occasion, needs to be the occasion, where you give thanks. Thanks to God for what God is doing. Well, Jesus goes on to say, it's your faith that's made you well. Well, there was no expression of faith to begin with. There was the cry, Jesus, have have mercy. But I think Jesus is talking about something more than simply the healing that took place, the physical healing. I think Jesus is talking about this guy saw God working in his life. This guy was grateful. Faith like gratitude is our response to God's grace as we've experienced this. And this guy saw it. And in seeing that, in knowing the blessing of God's presence, of God's healing, he goes and gives thanks. And Jesus says, you know, it's it's that. You've seen something. You've experienced something. It was important enough for you to come back and say thank you. That faith, your faith, you're seeing God's blessing. That's made you well. Now, maybe you're like me. Sometimes I wonder what happens to these folks. Uh, We don't get the rest of the story. You know, all ten of them were healed. What, what do they do with the rest of their life? What do you do after you have experienced God's presence, God's grace in your life? How do you change? How's that changing? How do you? How do you act at that point? What's the rest of your story? What chapters are you going to write? When you have those experiences, what's the rest of your story going to look like? 
give thanks. Know God's presence. See what God's doing in your life. God wants you to write some more story, some new chapters, some really good chapters. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for presence, for grace, for mercy. God, we thank you for the opportunity to say thank you. It's in Christ's name. Amen.